Thanks for downloading this episode of the Simcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching for the Simcast wherever they get their podcasts. The Simcast on RS1. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Simcast and a Nightmare First. It is episode three. Thank you, Ben. Series four. Somebody has helpfully highlighted it on our run of show. Somewhat passive aggressively. <laughs> Somewhat passive aggressively, I might I might add. We don't give in to such things. We are We are above such things on this show. No, we're not. Um I'm Matt Hunter. I'm Matt Hunter. And alongside me, as usual now, Mr. Stephen Wilkinson. Hello, Steve. Hello, everyone. How are you doing, young sir? Have you had a good week? I am wonderful. Um, I've had enough of running and racing in the wind. Like That is not fun, especially doing cross-country in like 50-mile-an-hour wind. I was going to set mine. Well, I suppose at least you weren't doing it on the West Coast, because otherwise you'd probably have taken off, because they're not being very, very much of you and all. Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I thought I was identifying as a kite at one point when I was like <laughs> running across these like earth banks and things like that and everything. Um, I was actually kind of glad that my uh, shoes were like knee deep or ankle deep or almost in mud as well because it was like grounding me. Otherwise, I literally would have just taken off. I'd be in like I don't know the Netherlands or something by now. Not so much cross country running as it is uh, resistance training. Hmm. Mm. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so yes, this is series four, episode three, on January twenty fifth in the year of our emperor two thousand and twenty four. Or for those of a nerdy disposition, that is star date number. That is star date seven seven five two nine point four or zero six five o two four m three. I love that we've got this down to a T already. <laughs> The embarrassment of habit of missing out a week and not being prepared was enough for me to have it the oh. first thing I do <laughs> when I boot up on it. It's, um, it's, yeah. Mike is having a mare out, outside for some reason. I can hear him barking. Strange dog. Um, because it's pitch black out there, so God knows what he's able to say. Anyway, um, oh, interesting, interesting start to uh, 2024, I think it's fair to say. Well, we're not going to talk about team names, are we? Because, have you seen that? Have you seen what Toro Rosso are now called? I honestly haven't. I haven't, actually. I've been like, very out of the loop for that, so please enlighten me. On I, I feel like you're not missing it. it. I think it's something like Cash App or Ver, um, Visa Cash App RB Racing something or um, other. I'm going to have to find that now it's really not worth your time actually it kind of is because it is a bizarre bizarre thing i can't remember did we talk about because obviously we just had daytona um virtual daytona obs um and the real raw this last weekend with the real daytona 24 coming up very very soon um did we talk about the the um abomination that was um, Forza Motorsports uh, Daytona 
built from the ground up Ooh. malarkey. Uh, yeah, I know they had this something with the, the, the pet exit when they could have easily have built it from the ground up, but they clearly didn't. They clearly didn't. They clearly didn't. They just rendered I'm gonna, it. I'm, 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 I'm going to not expand on this, I think, because I feel like it just might make me angrier than I need to be. At the moment, I'm sure Ben is equally seething about such things. Plus, more as we would have heard if you listened to our first show when he was on talking about what Toro can and uh, not doing with uh, Forza Motorsport um, at the moment, which is a bit of a shame. But what I will say is the Daytona 24 uh, on iRacing uh, starting up their season of special events now, of course, including um, the return of IndyCar, which we're all very, 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 very excited about. Um, which we also just got. Oh, yes, of course. Um, sorry, I'm going to throw it in anyway. You can now enjoy this podcast as if it's an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. What? Have you not? You need to watch BuzzFeed Unsolved. Basically, <laughs> basically, it's a ghost hunt. It's sort of a ghost hunting kind of. It's not just ghost hunting. There's ghost hunting elements to BuzzFeed Unsolved, and when they're doing the studio bits, they do these bits where the guys are talking, but it's coming up, it's just a black screen, it's coming up as text on the screen. Oh, what with all transcripts-y things? Yes. So if you go, if you're, if you're listening to this, um, or I suppose you could be watching it on your telly, maybe, if you have a Spotify app or some such, you can literally follow, quite why you would, follow along to this show um, via the medium of transcript, which is, Word for word. Word for word. Well, not quite, because it does, as you can probably imagine, guess some words, because you and I apparently have accents that the uh, system can't... Some some of them are quite hilarious, but you know, I I urge you to go back through and find some of the more interesting ones. I will be really interested, actually. I'm I'm actually interested to see what my my East of England accent (laughs) is, what Spotify or will the transcript... Oh, mine's worse. Ah, uh, you're, you're Devonian, so. Well, I think I sound more. It's weird. It's weird. I think I sound more Devonian on this than I actually am. <laughs> unless, unless as I near forty, I've basically just relaxed into the ah, oh, you're a beautiful Devonian, how you were. <laughs> don't have much racing down by here, no, we don't. <laughs> I'm looking forward was, to seeing what that bit looks like. I was about to trigger you then. I was like, oh, it's like an episode of Doc Martin. And then I'm like, oh, wait, is that Cornwall? Cool, that's Cornwall. <laughs> the that's stupid Cornwall. thing is, most of the, so most of the people who do accents in that, there's a few that do sound like they're from, from Curnow. But a lot of them, the accent is more close to like Bristolian. It is. I, I did notice that as well. Yeah. It is very Bristolian. Yeah, which is... Fine, Bristolian is considered a West of England location, so that's kind of okay. But yeah, it's a bit strange that like even within Devon and Cornwall and parts of Somerset, you have three very distinct accents, as I'm sure it is over by your neck. Although over your over your side of the world, the accent's more like down here anyway. So yeah, pretty much. Should be. Um, yeah. I'll I'll enlighten you. After the show of the Fenland accent, like the traditional Fenland accent, <laughs> um, I mean, it sounds like so, so, um, it's... something tells me. tells me we need to set up like a paid Discord or something like that, so people get like extras. Oh, 
like that will go into the soundboard, honestly. A Fenland accent, mm. uh, no offense to the, like, I'm trying not to offend the Fenland accent, but it sounds like if, if, if you could drown socks, that's what it would sound like. <laughs> what a bizarre image. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, so... it's, um, it's something. Anyway, that's a tangent. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um, right, we're going to actually, speaking of tangents, what we're actually going to do um, is go to. Uh, these count as our guests, even though Ben interviewed them. They count as our guests because they're on our show. Um, ah, so I recently, put it up on the board. Yeah, put it on the board. Oh, brilliant! Well, yeah, yeah, do it right now. Yeah, thank you. Um, so as he's squeaking on the board. I'd love to know how that comes out in the transcript. Anyway, um, so he's <laughs> writing on the board. Um. Ben recently interviewed um, the two new BS Competition Plus, sorry, BS Plus Competition NASCAR drivers, Jordi Lopez and Garrett Lowe, to talk about the upcoming season. So take it away, Ben. Thanks, Matt. Uh, we are joined by two special guests on tonight's episode. Both drivers with standout seasons in 2023. These drivers are now newly minted zebras in the form of BS Competition's new e NASCAR campaign. Welcome to the Simcast. Jordi Lopez and Garrett Lowe. I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, of course. Um, so tell us, I'll tell oh, me and the listeners a little bit about yourselves. Um, how did you get started in racing or in sim racing? Uh, Garrett, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so really, I started sim racing uh, through the NASCAR Hall of Fame back in I guess 2013, 14, uh, and just kind of got into it, really liked it. And then my parents, uh, about a year later bought me an iRacing subscription and a wheel and pedal set and kicked it off from there. Um, and then made it the contender series. Well, at the time it wasn't contender, but it is now, uh, in 2019 and, uh, made Coke in 2019. Yeah, man. And, uh, for me, um, I've always been into racing. I haven't been into NASCAR until I started doing iRacing in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I decided one day to do the street stocks and I was instantly hooked and I started buying content slowly and I just started to just farm C fixed as much as I could and try to <laughs> like, like, uh, hone my skills, uh, f- throughout the years. And, uh, yeah, to get to this point where I'm at mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So has it always just been eye racing for you guys or? Did you like dabble in Forza or Gran Turismo or? Oh yeah, like I've done it all, like Gran Turismo, Forza, um, mm-hmm. Live for Speed. <laughs> Live for Speed. Okay, that's not a thing you hear much on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What have you agreed? Yeah, I dabbled a little bit in Forza Motorsport Four on the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. a couple years before I started racing, and then also NASCAR 14 on Xbox. But I never. Never took it seriously. Never did anything online. Just kind of goofed off and ran some some career mode races, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just a little bit of info for you guys. This show was actually kind of started by a Forza League. It's kind of slowly branched off into the bigger sim racing world. So we're we're big Forza fans here, particularly of Forza Four. Um, oh so yeah, that was kind of where we <laughs> hit our stride with that stuff. So too bad they've never been able to make another Forza that good. But not getting into that right now. (laughs) Um, So, I think it was in 20... 
2021 that they started the e-NASCAR draft. Is that right? Something around in there? Um, it was um, 2019. 2019 was the first draft, and then free okay. agency started in 2020. Ah, okay. So what is that kind of like from a driver's perspective? I, I believe, Jordy, you were a rookie this year, or this previous year. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So it's pretty much... um. Like you just try to do the best that you could and try to get eyes of good teams um, going from contender into Coke because mm-hmm. they'll look at the, I guess, the results or standings or something like that. And you just try to just do your best to make sure that, like, you have more eyes on you, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I kind of took that into Coke as well where I was just trying to to, to just, like, stay on top of myself, like on, on top of my game and try to make as little mistakes as possible to, um, to be more like beneficial in the future, I guess you could say as a driver. Yeah. Kind of building off that. I think it, uh, I guess I was in the first group of rookies that were introduced into the draft. So there was a lot of eyes that year on the pro series. Uh, and we really, we didn't, didn't even know it, uh, because we weren't, we didn't know the draft was happening until, about a week before pro had ended or contender had ended. (laughs) Yeah. So we had no idea. And uh, Mm -hmm. so that was for us, that was a little bit of a, okay, maybe we, you know, should be trying a little bit harder all these races. Uh, And I think that's carried over for everyone uh, in the following years. Yeah. So the, the, um, hmm. so you think whenever you're like coming from contender, trying to go to pro, is there, a lot more pressure with the draft system um, as opposed to how it was before? I I, you t- I think there is. Okay. I don't know about you, Jordy. I think there's a little bit more pressure. From oh, the... well, well, yeah, well, now there is. I mean, <laughs> for sure. I mean, <laughs> like, um, yeah, there's a, a new rule coming that's going to make it a lot harder for other drivers to be able to uh, to stay in the series, but that's understandable. Um mm-hmm. Like I feel like you need to be able to market yourself, and I feel like you need to be able to, um, to bring something to the table other than just driving. You know, yeah, yeah. And um, and I feel like that's what they're going for in the future. <laughs> yeah. And what is it like for you guys to be drafted into a team that more or less is known for their sports car stuff, with like their ties to like the IMSA series in particular? Are yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I go. I, I'm trying to swap off with you, man. I'm trying to let you go sometime, but uh, <laughs> let you go first on this one. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So it, it honestly is a great feeling. I love um IMSA and road course racing in general. So at, like, I'm I'm happy to be a part of like uh, BS competition and and I love BMW. As well, so it's it's just mm-hmm. it, it's it's very nice to be w- with a group of people who also like the same type of cars as I do, um, and yeah, like I've I've always been into um, like IMSA uh, F1 and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I I just enjoy being here and being in a road environment and trying to help them um, expand to to NASCAR and like other areas where uh, where they aren't in. I guess you could say. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy road course racing. Um, I don't get into it much on the sim anymore just because I don't have that kind of time to do both. But yeah. I know it's it's really fun, and I, I really enjoy it, especially when we take Coke to road courses. Those are uh, 
typically some of the more fun races to test for, in my opinion, because I do like road racing. So it is really nice this year to you know, have a team behind both of us that uh, really it kind of embraces the, the road racing background, um, but also is willing to accept that there's a different style of racing at Oval where you're probably going to use the bumper uh, once or twice in a race, and they're cool with that as well. Yeah, most definitely. I really hope you guys like like tacos since you're joining the Turner program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Jordy, what's something that you learned during your first season? That's something you're going to be taking with you going forward. Um. Just uh, besides like, learning how to win by point, what was it? Zero 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 six seconds. Like or or four. Like, yeah, point zero zero four. Yeah, I okay. don't want to win like that again. Like I hope it's <laughs> as boring as possible. Um. I just think that, uh, like, I'm just trying to just make sure that I don't make mistakes uh, as far as, like, making the right calls with pit stops and stuff like that. Um, Gary can attest to this, that, some like, these races sometimes just don't go or- organically. So mm-hmm. it's all about just putting yourself in the right position. Um, and even if you don't, trying to um, to capitalize and learn from your past mistakes and take it into your um into the future because so that way you can learn from it and get better um each season that you do this you you know what i mean like i'm just trying to just gain my experience that i took last year and just trying to apply it for this year yeah i completely agree with that isn't the hard nothing much to add to that one <laughs> yeah so so let's turn attention to you for a second gary well, you mentioned specifically that you got into racing because of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. What was that like for you racing there last year? Uh it was it's a little special. Um obviously mm-hmm. you I've been there in years past and you know, I try to go at least once or twice a year and you know say hey to everybody that I used to race with and some of the employees that still work there that you know we knew for a long time. And mm-hmm. it was a little bit weird when I was toting my rig in and everyone's like, oh look at this guy. He's back finally uh so that was that was pretty cool uh, obviously i didn't get to spend a lot of time with those folks or get to talk a lot just because the, the day is so condensed i mean you mm-hmm. you basically got to get there at eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning and set your rig up and that takes you know two three hours i think i was the only one that didn't set up at the hotel so um not sure that's right call or not but i didn't want to pack it up a day in advance and then move it again so i did what i wanted to do um mm-hmm. but yeah no, it was it was surreal to be kind of back in the same place where it all started for me um but I definitely want to go back next time and, and be better. Yeah. So looking forward to this season coming up. Um, can you guys kind of tell me like the teams that you work with? I saw that um, BS tweeted out about Legacy E racing for you, Garrett. And um, pronounce, correct me on this pronunciation, Jordy, if you would. Is it supposed to be Atlas Engineering or is it? Uh, um, Altus. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me about those teams like your support system in the background if you could so yeah so so the team that i'm in is um autis esports and we um i've been with them since 2021 i believe mm-hmm. and since the coke system is not like pesk uh I, i'm not i can't run autis cars so yeah um the so Every time that I join a team, I need to kind of like work around that because like Altus is like sort of like an organization itself. Um, and, but they do all this, uh, like all the stuff in the background, like with, with the setups and stuff like that. And, um, but 
I'll still be running a BS competition car. It'll just be backed by Altus cars. I, I mean, by like an Altus setup, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, Legacy Esports is more focused on just the oval sides. So we're not a we're not a multifaceted organization uh, such as Altus Engineering or Altus Esports. Uh, but yeah, so Legacy is, is myself, Real Fala, Tyler, Gary. Uh, we have extensive guys, uh, group of guys running the Road Pro say, series. I'm familiar with a couple of those names. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So a lot of guys you you know probably race with um, in leagues or just regular you know A opens or A fixed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know probably some of our guys. Uh, same thing majority. So yeah, we're we're less of a multifaceted organization, but we are really just focused on the oval stuff. Very very cool. Um... I've always wondered, like, what could that kind of support system is like since you guys are essentially trading teams every year. Um, Jordan, you were on Team Jordy, excuse me, you were on Team Dylan Esports last year, correct? Uh, yes, I was on Team Dylan last year, and, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Garrett, you were. Um, what all have you been on? I, I just trying to keep track of every. Like all the different standings, which, by the way, Ian Asker, if you are listening, and I hope you are, um, <laughs> having like a list of like statistics for your series would probably be a good thing. Just saying, <laughs> um, Garrett, what all kind of teams have you worked with in the past for this draft system? Yeah, so 2019, I was drafted to Team Renegades, uh, mm-hmm. esports team. And then 2020, I moved to Wood Brothers Racing, and that was 2021 and 22. Uh, they left the series following 22 season, uh, and then I moved to Wood Brothers for 2020. I'm sorry, I moved to Jim Beaver Esports for 2023. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I think I missed one of them in that prospect. Um, so, like I said, this was. They don't want to take a lot of your time, guys, time today, but. Um, something that we usually do ask our guests is that there's this very long running debate about if sim racing is going to be the next step into real world racing. Uh, what are your guys' opinions on that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, for me, it has been for sure. Uh, obviously, I started sim racing first before I got into real life racing. Uh, mm-hmm. I started racing Bandolero at, I guess, 2016 summer shootout. So, and I started iRacing basically end of 2014 early 2015 so I, I spent about a year on the sim before i really got into real racing mm-hmm. uh, and it definitely helped me because i showed up and i was racing as beginners that were kind of out to lunch uh and it was it didn't feel that hard for me to, to pick up mm-hmm. on the on the little things uh but no it's been a, it's been a huge help in my career uh, as far as real life racing goes to legend cars and now into late models um for me personally i haven't done it as much in real life because it's just a lot of money but I think that sim racing um, throughout when COVID happened and everyone Mm -hmm. just decided to buy a rig, like, I feel like that really um, showed that it's not going to die no matter what. If if you can't do it in real life, you can definitely do it on on your computer. And I felt like that was displayed when we had, like, a massive lockdown worldwide. So um, I think that it will continue, and I think that it would just improve and get better. Mm-hmm. Do, um, do you think that all this new attention is kind of detracted to some of the fun in sim racing? In a way, uh, not not really. No, like I like I think that it's good that it's getting the the recognition that it deserves personally because mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's kind of insane how good it is. 
Um, and just hearing opinions from real life drivers who who also say like how close it is uh, with certain cars. Like I actually enjoy that that I can um, somewhat be driving a car that that's almost like real life, even if I can't even afford it. You know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the draw for me into sim racing was that, um, you know, I'm never going to be able to afford to go racing for real. So I can, for a much lower price point, can jump in and get involved with some really cool things happening online. Yeah, man, absolutely. Like, I actually enjoy, like, um, i uh been playing games since I was like five i think so just uh going throughout the stages of like every car game and stuff like mm-hmm. that like you just like i felt like as soon as i started die racing i got to the point where i wanted to get to and then when i started die racing it kind of changed my whole perspective on on racing in general yeah and uh and i learned a lot yeah all right so before i let you guys go um anything you want to promote here by all means um, I want to thank everyone at BS, Altis, uh, for the opportunities that was given to me. Um, uh, and I can't thank them enough. I'm ha- I'm happy to have Garrett Lowe as a teammate. Uh, he's a well-respected driver, a vet, and I'm happy to to be able to push myself further having a teammate as good as Lowe is. So uh, it's going to be a good year. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely will be a good year for sure. I think uh, the two of us are going to make a, a good team. I know, you know Jordy's technically the team champion from last year. Uh, so having that on our sides mm-hmm. going to be pretty good. I think that'll be uh, a strong suit for us throughout the year. And if, and if you look at the standings, we were one of the groups of drivers that just had really consistent seasons uh, throughout the year. So yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, proud to be a part of BS Plus competition and uh, thankful for the Legacy Esports guys to help us get along the way. Uh, thank you guys again for coming on the show, and we'll kick it back to Matt and Steven in the studio. And thank you, Ben, for that lovely interview that uh, it definitely counts as our guests. This is on is our that, show. Is that 2 now? now? Yes. <sighs> I like that. Unless Ben gets Ash back on his show, because I think she counts as, in terms of guest quality, I think she might, she would equal it straight away. Right. Okay. Because she's a quality, she's a quality guest. Um. But then the guests I'm trying to get on would probably do the same. So anyway, it's it's not a competition. It's not a competition. Just saying. It's not a competition, but there's winners and losers at the end of the year. And we are currently winning. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, I find that it's not a competition is a very easy thing to say when you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> from, the pri- and soon- from, the privilege, from the privilege of the podium positions, it's not a competition. And as soon as we start losing, we go, well, it's just a school sports day. Everyone gets a prize. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so speaking of the competitions, BS Plus competition just done them back to iRacing as we mentioned earlier. I'm back to the iRacing Daytona 24. Uh, quite a bit of iRacing news. Um, 
today anyway. But starting with some of the, the post-race recap of some of the stats from it, um, 18,575 drivers took part from 4,055 unique teams. That's a lot. Quite a big Forza lobby, isn't it? That's quite a big um, lobby. A few, few Forza lobbies. Um, that was in 95 splits. It equates to 2,873,067 laps completed. Fair. Just, no. <laughs> n- n- mm. Which equates to 10,228,000... Eight, no, 228,118 miles driven. Um, That's a lot. And even, uh, I just I don't know how this works because everyone did 24 hours, but a total, everyone effectively totally raced. If you take every individual person that took part, 82,856 hours raced, total hours raced. See, the inner nerd in me in this is to take, is to get the, uh, is to find out how individual because you've got the amount of people raced and the total time you can divide that and you can find out how long each person's stint was if that makes sense mm. and then because of that then you can divide the circuit length to find out how far they went in that time I think and then you can find out the average lap time <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's just me. <laughs> That'll be for next week. I'll have two weeks to work that one out. If you remind me, Matt, I'll, I'll have a oh, play on that. I'm one. sure I will. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I will. Now, far be it for me to call you a nerd as someone who is currently awaiting the arrival of Warhammer, um, the old kingdom, um, the old world, um, which makes me a 40 year old nerd. Um, but you are a nerd. <laughs> there, I'll take and it. And that's fine. I th- I think that's absolutely fine. And you should embrace your nerdiness. As should everybody on this show embrace their nerdiness. It's this important thing. Speaking of nerdiness, did you see the vi- the the video that iRacing posted about their Tempest? This is going to be uh, the cool. Whip. This could be the cool whip of uh, of um, Simcast. I think cool Tempest weather system. I didn't see the video, but I read about it. I haven't read about it, but I did see the video. So between the two of us, we've done a sterling <laughs> job. We've done a sterling job. A sterling job. Tally ho, tally ho. Pip, pip, and Bernard, your uncle. Um, in English, we say good morning. Um, what I have, what I took away from that video was the flexibility that you get with their um because they do they do the thing they say oh well you you can set the weather how you like it as you want as many sections as you want you mean bigger larger smaller uh you know bits of sun lots of cloud little bits of cloud lots of sun lots of rain whatever fine or you can set it how it is basically how it is in the real area of the world that that circuit is to real kind of weather that they would expect fine i'm sure that's a thing that it can be done project cars did that Allegedly, it was right. I never tested it to see if it was. Uh, I loosely tested it, and I wasn't impressed. 
it was fine. It was just weather. And to be fair, anything's better than the on-off button that you have in Forza anyway. I mean, so. Forza's on button is biblical. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even Forza, even no, For- even Noah's Ark wasn't going to set sail. <laughs> I was going to no. say what you what you can't see from most from most circuits is in the paddock is is an old is an old man in a, in a dressing gown gathering two of every uh, crew member to put them on the <laughs> to put them on some wets, two sets of dries, <laughs> two sets of intermediates. <laughs> yeah. But it, it does look so okay. So from what I have seen, it looks really good. From what you have read, does it look really good? <laughs> it does. I actually am really impressed by this. Um, the fact that you can just segment your race up and say you want this, that, and the other, and however long you want it as well. I think that's really mm. cool. Um, it's everything that people have asked for for years. And then iRacing have actually finally done it. And and then you can also have things like historical weather data as well. So uh, in theory, you can recreate the legendary British GT race at Alton Park, or was it Donington? Oh, really? <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that biblical reign you can have. Mm. Um uh you know all those sorts of that sort of things and that so that's you know i guess i'm so i am i'm i'm i know some people have been whinging that it's taken forever and you know it it became a little bit of a oh when's it actually coming kind of thing but in all honesty i'm actually glad they have taken their time with it because ultimately if the implementation is anything other than bang on then there'll be issues yeah um as as also alluded in or as i said in previous i think it was last year or the first episode it's i really hope this isn't a thing that they spent so long doing and then no one uses it because everyone's too square too too squared of aquaplaning <laughs> too scared too scared the it, thing is the thing is it will be in the special events so it yeah and would they pre-select it, or would they have it as? I would assume so, because otherwise, everyone's going to get a slightly different experience, aren't they? Mm. I don't know. I don't know if it would matter. Maybe I don't know. I mean, you're kind of in your own little bubble, aren't you? In your own split, you know. Yeah, affecting I was, I was everyone kind of, else's race, are you? I see. That was the thing. I was kind of going back to Forza times when, of course, we had multiple <laughs> lobbies, but you're all effectively in the same race. And it was only at the very end that you totted it up to see whether people from different lobbies actually overtook people in other lobbies, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so that would have, yeah, yeah, I suppose so it could it could all be individual um, splits, weather uh, statistics. But I think it'd be nice if it was all fairly universal because you kind of it would make you feel like you're you're all part of that one big race, I suppose, in a way. Yeah. What's going to be really cool is when you get to a circuit like Le Mans. And I mean, what the weather's like there? It could be, it could be biblical oh, apocalyptic yes. rain at Tet Rouge, <laughs> and an absolutely bone dry Indianapolis. That so, would be really interesting if they do do that. Um, if it has that sort of segmented, or it comes in from a particular area, if that makes sense. Yeah, 
and that where that, that changes because there's wind speed that, and there's wind direction. So I would imagine mm. the weather comes from different ways. Because it'll be like last year where you get to the Porsche curves and oh goodness me, everybody's sliding off because there's a there's been a small cloud burst down there and everyone's on slicks. And then you get to the rest of the circuit and it's kind of fine. Yeah. I mean, that will really that will really shake up the race and really shake up the... Of course, uh, the other thing that will do, it, it'll, and I know spotters are quite important in iRacing. They actually do have a very good use in iRacing anyway. But spotters are going to be even more essential in those bigger endurance races if that is a thing. Because if oh, you're... Yeah. If you're seeing, if you can, you know, jump ahead a little, not jump ahead in time, but jump ahead to other cars and sort of see what's happening elsewhere on the circuit, or you know, through the TV footage, what's elsewhere, you know, what's happening elsewhere, you can like warn your, you know, like they would in real life, warn your driver, guys, slow the hell down. You're coming up to, you know, a small pond. Yeah. <laughs> Moses is there parting the water for you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing uh, yeah exactly um, and that'll be really I, I I think there's loads of potential for this there's, it's just opens the door for more challenges yes yeah. I'm, I'm super I am of, of all the titles that I thought whether well either is in or should be in I think this is going to be I don't even care if it's not all that amazing to look at visually like um, I can't remember. Is it, it's, it's Rain FX, isn't it? On um, on AC, um, which is obviously a mod for it, um, where it's just the rain is just so incredibly accurate as to how it falls onto your vehicle and interacts with various surfaces and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I don't care if it's that good. I care as long. I care if it works from a physics point of view, I'm and like, as long as it yeah. kind of looks okay, and as long as you can see that it's rain. And you can yeah. see that, that or not see is... is the case, or not see is the case. Maybe yeah. if you're a few cars back, and, like I, I remember playing GTR two, and the rain on there was actually all right for a game that was released nearly twenty years ago. Um, yeah, it's been that long, mm. but going up like Il Rouge and Radion at night, and it's absolutely pouring down with rain. Mm. I actually was genuinely scared. Like in car, like in, in car, looking out of a up the hill and everything, you're like, "Well, is there a car on the end of that blind brow?" Or yeah, not? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see. We're going to find out. I'm going 140. Um, but no, I, actually, I actually thought the rain in um, Colin McRae Rally 2.0 was bloody good as well for the same mm-hmm. reason. Visually, yeah. and I know that was back on. Oh my god, that was probably still PS1, wasn't it? Um, in fact, I think it was PS1. And the way that the water looked on the screen, even back in those heady, God, was it even 128 pixelated. bit back then? Yeah, it was pixelated. Yeah, it it looked really good for what it was at the time. So uh-huh. you know, and yet some games these days still can't even make that. Can't even right, implement so. it. <laughs> can't yeah, even implement, it. implement it properly. So yeah, hopefully it'll look. It will look really, really awesome. So just keep everything crossed. Um, should we stay with? Should we stay with iRacing because there's been other bits of um, sneaky news potentially, hasn't there? There's been a few little bits and pieces. Um, so, well, there's been some speculation 
And we love speculate. We like speculate. Yes, we do. We love a good speculate. I mean, that's... Everyone loves... Well, you to say, uh, if you want to, if you got to speculate to accumulate. Exactly. And... Mm. Yeah. Um, so, at the Raw before the 24, just mm. gone, um, some people from iRacing were seen taking picture me graphs or photographs of... Are you from uh, the 1800s? <laughs> um, we're taking yeah. picture graphs. They were taking picture graphs. They were. They were standing there <laughs> taking picture graphs of some new cars. Um, didn't say what cars, but it was revealed um, on someone's interview. I can't remember whose. I think it was um, Marshall Pruitt. What, the Marshall yeah, Pruitt in the background, there were outside the Mustang and the Corvettes GT3 mm. teams. As soon as I saw that Mustang, I thought, that's coming to iRacing. Oh, it has to. Just had a feeling. It has to. Um, and yet we still don't have an updated Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it's, it's fine. You've got the DBR9. What more do you want? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but that's very cool. I'm really pleased that they, if that is true and they have done the new Ford and the new Corvette, that's fantastic. Because, of course, they've already implemented a lot of the newer cars. Uh, or a few of the newer cars for you know in time for Daytona. So you have the two nine six, two nine eight, two nine six, whatever the new Ferrari is in there. Um, along with that, you know, you know the things we have for a bit like the M4, the uh, AMG GT3 Evo, and stuff like that. Mm. So I mean, it's it, good to see. If it's only in the photograph photo stage then that's a very 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 long way off <laughs> well that's because um, there's, there's people speculating that they reckon it would come out in uh, when the LMP3 was seen having photos taken of it at Daytona it arrived in June in time for Le Mans true um, I mean if they've they will already be, got, they will both be at Le Mans so if they've already got all of the physics nailed down they don't it's just the outside shell isn't it you don't need anything that could be any like well, yeah, they could just be using anything. They just use a, a square rectangle box, and they can do anything with it in yeah. their own time. So, yeah, I guess, if, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful for it. I, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see some. I'd like to see iRacing be the first to put that in a game as well, because I don't think it's anywhere else yet. Even the new Corvette, apart from mods, is it anywhere? No, not yet. Apart from mods, um, well, it, yeah, we, it won't, we don't it won't appear in ACC Ultimate. now. So we don't talk about Le Mans Ultimate. Um, I don't think it would be in that anyway. So yeah, so I'm I'm hopeful for it. That's... Um, and they also have done a visual upgrade for NASCAR as well, by the looks. Yes, it shows that my brain just doesn't compute NASCAR exists <laughs> and it just sees GT3 cars or endurance racing. Um, however, though, the front of those NASCAR new NASCARs look pretty cool, mm. they're a bit aggressive and less rounded, which is nice. 
yeah, it's nice to see him take on more of a look of the actual road car rather than just that paint that's that sticker of body headlight. onto a, onto a yeah onto a sort of roughly something that roughly looks like it. Mm. But that is really cool. I'm, I'm super pleased. I'm still super pleased that the GT3s are really getting pushed in our racing as well. The embracing uh, IMSA and stuff like that is absolutely fantastic. Um, just can't can't wait to be honest. To start deciding what cars to get now, all Again, of them, all of the cars. Now that is a big mistake. Don't buy all of the cars and don't buy all of the tracks in iRacing, unless unless you really love iRacing, in which case do. Um, well, you'll have to let favorite... you'll have to let me know what cars you get because buy your favorite buy, cars buy, that buy are the... the series that are available. Look at the series calendars and go, which tracks do I actually need to compete in this actual series that I'm actually going to race in all of the races in and work well, from there? The, the thoughts of me doing sim racing used to be about once every once a day. Now it's about once every five minutes of me getting back into sim racing. Men so, only have one thing on their mind, and that thing is sim racing. It is indeed. <laughs> Or Warhammer. Oh, that as well. <laughs> but mostly but mostly sim racing. Mostly sim racing. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> right, we need to we need to talk about ACC because um it it from we're not hundred percent sure when it's coming out to oh it's coming out tomorrow to oh it's out. Um the GT2 pack's been released. Uh, Jimmy did a really good, was um, streaming live yesterday, uh, yesterday, two days ago, previewing it um, on a track that I still can't work out quite why it's there. Um, but they've also, but Kunos have released um, a fully updated version because it has been in a in AC, but has never been in ACC. Um, a fully updated and fully re- a scanned version of the Red Bull Ring um, for these GT2 cars. Cool. When did SRO ever go to the Red Bull Ring? I don't know. I don't think they haven't. They have, have they? I don't think they have. So I know GT4 has raced there because I've seen I've there's videos of a cataclysmic Aston Martin crash at the final corner. Um which periodically pops up on my feed but it haven't you know when that day comes by. Um was that was that the SRO GT4 though? No, well, I'm not sure because I think it was Euro Europe well, it was European GT4 I suspect which is part of that, but I think that was on the DTM package. Yeah. So not sure. That's very very left field for uh I mean, there was me expecting Manny Core. <laughs> yeah, that that would have Which, been a nice addition. I I learned so one of the guys I work with, hello Dave, because there's always someone in car in the car biz called Dave. Hello um, Dave. Hello Dave. He lived and did a lot of his training in France, and where he did a lot of his training was that the, what I can only assume is the Lise that is referred to in Lise Corner at Magni Corps. 
Oh, because his his place was literally the place that he was doing his course was literally right next door to the circuit, and he worked on F two cars and stuff like that. That's very cool. How cool's that? That is cool. What a lad! And he's just bought a th- uh, he's just bought a huge bus that he's got uh, from France that he's going to somehow get transported back to the southwest of England that he's going to turn into a house. A house. A house. A okay. house bus. A house bus. As you do. These are the things that happen in Devon, all right? Do, do you, just go, you know what? I don't really want bricks and mortar <laughs> for my house. That's too ours, mainstream. Ours is not the reason why. I think if he can do it, credit to him. It's good. It's a, it's a very interesting engineering challenge. It's no different to having a canal boat. People live in canal boats. I mean, fair. I mean, it does put a whole new meaning to moving house. Oh, it won't move anymore. He's going to obviously take all the engine out and stuff. Oh, right. Well, okay. Mm. Yeah. And he's just changing postcodes. Like, right. I need to ask him if he's going to keep the, the, uh, the, you know, the slidey doors at the front, because that would be quite something. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully he actually listened to the show. He did say he was going to at some point. And this is the one show I've suddenly got. Oh, yeah, Dave's getting a bus. <laughs> anyway, that's enough. That's enough our listeners having to listen to. Anyway, like Red Bull Ring. Yeah. It's not a bad circuit. It's it, just a bit no, of an odd it's, choice. It is. <laughs> I actually, I, I have to admit, it's, it's one of the circuits that I tend to drive in pretty much every sim that I have it in because it is a circuit I do really enjoy driving. Um, one thing I didn't know, didn't look to look at, was to see whether it's so updated that it's got the weird MotoGP chicane bit. Uh, so I, I need want, to. I want to say. I do it need should. to. I don't. I do. I mean, I'm not saying they need to use it because obviously the cars don't use it, but visually it needs to kind of be there for accuracy's sake. I mean, Christ, the F1 games aren't going to do it, so you know. But someone's got to. Yeah, someone's got to do it, and we we live in hope. <laughs> well, I would have said AMS two, but I don't even think it's in AMS two. I, that's that's a question. I'm pulling the I don't know face. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm hopeless on AMS two. Yeah. Well, you need to give it a go because it's a game that you can do very very well with a with decent pad settings. So that's how I'm enjoying my time with sim racing at the moment. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get involved. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you are very. It's true. You are very trying. Um. Yeah. So go pick that up if you're still um, playing ACC, and if you're not, why not? It's brilliant. Um. Go get the GT2 pack. Um. Now the red ball ring, which means I might add. He slams his mouse down on the desk, remembering something he should have mentioned before. We're still owed the Nürburgring. We are. So what cars are going to come with the Nürburgring? Because we don't know. Can't just possibly just release a track on its own. Just a track. Uh, It will probably be a livery update pack thing. Maybe. all All the vinyl stickers for that. 2024. 2024, yeah, I think. Oh, plus, yeah. I mean, actually, it's true because I don't actually know. Obviously, with the SRO taking it, o- taking it over, but running the event, 
obviously the M24, they've they've got a very specific number box design, or have exactly. had. So it'll be interesting to see whether they stick with that number box design or whether it becomes the sort of standard SRO one. I really like the N24 stuff as well. So do I. I like that. Sorry, guys. This is the weird minutiae that we do actually talk about on this. (laughs) If you're new to if you're new to SimCast, I'm not apologising for it. (laughs) This is the weird minutiae that gets us through the day. Yeah, but it gets you really thinking, though. Isn't it? I really like that. Now everyone else is going. I really like that as well. Yeah. And then now everyone's thinking of all the previous number boxes that they had in like. Well, they had blue square ones for a long time with what could only be described as as football shirt font in them for a long time. That's sort of like blocky writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they've gone, and now I think they are still, aren't they? The sort of like angular N24. Rhombus shape, is that the word? Rhombus? It is, yeah. The lean, or as I call it, the leany square, because I don't know what a rhombus is. Because I that... don't know what a rhombus is. I went to a grammar school, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that means you're good with the words, but not so good with the maths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't actually know what mm. um, what car... I'm trying to think now. What would they do with it? Because um... it'd be interesting to see, because obviously the, the SRO stuff predominantly... I mean, okay, it might just be... World Challenge. I don't know if GT4s still have the Certina uh, window behind a sponsorship. Obviously, British GTs just dropped or has been dropped by Intelligent Money, one or the other. So their window banners are changing. Because, mm. of course, Nürburgring has had Gran Turismo as a window banner sponsor for the longest time. And I don't think Gran Turismo is going to be on there. <laughs> well, no, they they might, because the SRO clearly aren't too overly worried about u- uniformity across the se- different series. But GTWC obviously has Fanatec, and Fanatec is a title sponsor of it. I, it's going to be, if I recall correctly, a round of the endurance, like the, globally, the world endurance portion of it. Oh, the Intercontinental, the Intercontinental GT Cup. Yes, that's the one. Um, but it'd be interesting to see whether they whether they have to run the Fanatec window banners or not. That will be interesting, actually. Here's a thought. It's interesting right. in inverted commas. Let's let's not beat it around is, the bush. It's interesting it to inter- us. It is very interesting to us. Mm. Also, what's interesting is, yes. and here's a pro- mm. here's a proposal thought for a car that they'll uh, yes. have for Nurburgring. If the you Fox say anything. Tail. Yes, Manta Foxtail. Thank you. Just this is that why you... car. Just one car. That's all they this need. This is why you're that. show because you remember. And I want that Foxtail to have proper physics as well. Exactly. They'll just have that car, and that'll be it. <laughs> Manta Foxtail. That would be pretty. Actually, to be fair, the the, the little Datcher that the little Datcher that could from last year would be pretty awesome to have in there as well. Right yeah, up until, until the it, point where it, until right it couldn't. Until the point where, yeah, right up until the point where it couldn't. But that might <laughs> be answered to having. They got Kevin Estrade. They got Kevin Estrade. Yeah, I mean, if there's any car in the world that is going to get something from Kevin Estrade, it's going to be that. Like it got how to become how to become the absolute um, evil, you know, evil doer of of an event is by taking out one of the fan favorite cars. I was so (laughs) sad. That was really sad. But the thing is, though, I mean, like you've seen for years, Kevin Estrade like driving. It's very 
robust and I love his driving. I think it's brilliant. Mm, um, awesome. He he literally drives as if there is like a replay, like a reset button <laughs> on anything he does. He just like, you know what? <laughs> I'll just I'll just replay the lap. I can do that, you know. <laughs> and ten second rewind. <laughs> it literally is, isn't it? <laughs> and I remember watching that and I remember watching the um uh the the live stream of that and I was like, that's not a gap. That is not a gap. <laughs> that's definitely not a gap. <laughs> I mean it is if you're on your side. <laughs> or or uh, and bicycle. <laughs> I mean the fact that well, to be fair, he was two wheels on the wagon because he did hit yeah. the curb and the, the Porsche yeah. was for a good majority of that like contact mm. was on two wheels. Um I don't think he lifted. No, probably not. <laughs> there is, anyway. I mean, I get it. That, yeah, there's a certain amount of commitment that you have to have when you're a, a you know, a SP. Is it SPX class drive? Because yeah, that's what they call it. SP9, right? I think SP9. it is. Um, but yeah, so there we I go. I think it's SP9. Mm. Um, just very quickly from AMS2, um, we obviously mentioned their fantastic endurance pack um, that came out f- fundamentally for free for a period. Uh, around New Year, that is now obviously paid for. I think it's eight ninety nine. I need to work it out because I think it's eight ninety. I can't work out if it's eight ninety nine for the track and then eight ninety nine for the cars, or it's eight ninety nine for the track and the cars. Um, because either way, that's worth I'm, it. It is a hundred percent worth it. Having basically driven it lots, it's very very worth it. But they are also um going to. Uh, do an all uh, basically an all inclusive DLC pass, which will allow you to, for one lump sum, get all of the stuff that's been and all the stuff that's new, um, which basically includes the endurance pack uh, part one and part two. Um, there's going to be two types. One is going to be fifteen percent less because it's going to basically offer you all the new stuff if you're someone who's been with AMS two for a while and have basically picked up everything else. Um, nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I quite like that, which is which is what I'll be doing. Um, but yeah, again, you know, you know, AMS two absolutely pulling out the bag in terms of offering, you know, va- really good value for money for what what the product is they're putting out there. It's a fantastic, fantastic game. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people for the longest time going, yeah, but it's just basically a Shinier version of P- uh, of Project Cars Two, nuh-uh. nuh-uh. If it's, you want, it's if you want, what it should have been. Yeah, if you want, um, realistically, the only thing that this doesn't do very well is allow for very easy modding. It's very difficult to mod mm-hmm. in this. But honestly, if you want, if you're about, you know, a game that has all of the cars and all of the tracks, then get get a set of Corsa. Um. But this is this is superb. I I really enjoy AMS two, and I highly recommend it to basically anyone that will listen. So mm. they've done some really you. they've they've done some really nice things in the uh, change sort of uh, going along with that expansion. They've done a few mm. like patches and little updates and things like that to the physics as well. They keep doing every time they they do something like adding cars and everything. They go back and they just tweak the physics yeah because they listen to the community and they go oh this doesn't seem right or 
this isn't whatever and then they'll just go all right we'll just tweak that like the game is so like dynamic and alive if that makes sense what they're doing with yeah it. yeah and they know that they're for example um they know that their tire physics aren't quite right but they're they've even openly admitted they're still learning mm. with like the physics and their game engine and eventually they've go this is where and they're going in the direction that they want to go in yeah and what i really like is that they're really open to being honest about that mm. so they want to take on board things um so one of the really awesome things that i found i found that i thought was oh that's really nice of them to do is that they adjusted the base pressure for GT3 Gen 2s and LMDH cars. Do you want to know why? Are you going to tell me? I am, but do you want to guess? Have a quick guess. Come on. We haven't the time. Ah, fair enough. It's just to allow for tyre warming, because they ban it in WEC. Oh, oh, cool. So your tyres start a little bit less. It's just those little things. I love the guys. (laughs) Awesome. Um, and just finally, uh, just to quickly point out that the Porsche Esports Super Cup uh, begins on the 3rd of February on iRacing. Um, basically, drivers will be competing for a share of $200,000. Um, that's the top 30 iRacing pros uh, in that series. Um, a lot of returning names coming to that. A few series tweaks and changes, which we'll talk about in a future show. Um, but just to quickly cover the series, um, all the, all uh, the races will be uh, streamed on Porsche's YouTube and Twitch channels. Um, the series is as follows. Daytona International Speedway Road Course on the 3rd of Feb. Hockenheim GP on the 10th. Um, Le Mans on the 17th of Feb. Watkins Glen Classic on the 2nd of March. Red, Red Bull Ring. Uh, GP on the 16th of March, Imola on the 30th of March, and the season rounds out on a slightly shortened calendar um, on the April the 6th at Monza. And of course, all your big uh, YouTube stars like uh, Matt Malone, Dan Suzuki, Dave, Cam, um, Casey Kerwin's going to be in there. Um, Emily Jones will be there. I think Tony Kanan is going to be there, and, and I imagine Jimmy as well. So, um, don't forget to head over, head over to Porsche's YouTube and Twitch channels um, from the from the third of February seven p.m. Central European time uh, to get hold of those events. Of course, stick with um, the radio show um, network of radio channels. I'm going to get this right one day, um, and then make sure that you uh, tune into the Daytona 24 Hour coming up um, and listen to all of the coverage uh, live and not geo blocked. Um, around the globe, wherever you are. I shall be tuning in. I hope you will be too. Um, that is it from show three, season four. Um, I've been Matt Hunter. Steve has been now very perplexed why I've just finished the show in that manner. Um, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, subscribe to the Simcast wherever you get your podcasts.